Hello, welcome to Lodestar's Lending Leaders, uh, or summer series. Um, once again, joined by the indomitable uh, Elena <laughs> Gardner, our sales and marketing manager here at Lodestar. Um, I'm just going to see what adjectives I can have every time we do this. Every, every time it's going to be a new adjective. Ooh, that could be my next one. But today, <laughs> so we're taking down kind of fun topics that have to do with real estate or the economy in general, talking about them in a quicker, more digestible format than our and a more formal guest um, structure that we get into during kind of our main um, Lodestar Lending Leaders season. So one of the headlines we saw uh, recently is as employers are, are bringing people back as there are more and more job opportunities. One of the things that are filling kind of this job gap right now are teenagers. So mm -hmm. a lot of, for, for things that we won't dive into on this podcast, a lot of demand and not necessarily a ton of supply and kind of, kind of certain levels of the economy and certain jobs. Um, so one of the things that we're hearing about, I've heard about on the news more and more are kind of the traditional teenage summer jobs are going through the roof right now in terms of using teenagers to kind of fill that gap in hospitality type jobs and in other jobs. So we're going to use this as an opportunity to talk about our summer job experience, our general kind of teenage high school job experience um, and kind of thoughts from there. So Lena, we'll start with you. What was your first job? Um, so my technical first job would definitely have been like an assistant dance teacher. I definitely did that when I was like 12. Um, I taught some four to 10 year olds how to do cartwheels, lots of fun. Um, but my first real like W2 position was I worked at McDonald's for six years, um, on the turnpike in Massachusetts. So a little bit non-traditional. We never had like, I never dealt with like dollar menus or late night stuff. I just yelled at for a double cheeseburger, beat. double cheeseburger being like 272 which is still like ingrained in my head. And I don't think I'll ever forget that price. <laughs> so what were your kind of takeaways from your time at McDonald's? Um, well, one is processes are some of the most important things in a business. Uh, McDonald's survives and thrives on their process and making sure that everything is the same every time. That's the only way that they do what they do. Um, I've gotten a lot of like the questions about like the pink stuff, and all of that. And I'm like, no, like it, it's just a box of nuggets. Like you buy in a grocery store that you pull out and it's just a lot more nuggets than you'd ever buy in a grocery store. So it's definitely interesting. And I was very lucky that I was a manager really early on. So I became a manager when I was 16. I started at McDonald's when I was 14 and it gave me a lot of leadership experience that I don't think I would have gotten elsewhere, especially at the age that I was at. Um, so I actually really enjoyed working at McDonald's and a lot of people I know hated it. And I actually switched stores when I moved to Pennsylvania and hated it immediately. So I think it's very much one of those jobs that it highly depends on who you're working with. Mm -hmm. And what was, what was the difference in that environment after the move? Just the, honestly, the biggest thing was the support of upper management is mm -hmm. the moment that I decided I needed to leave that job was when I wrote someone up or went to write someone up for basically saying they didn't want to go do something. I was like, Hey, you need to go work like the cash register and drive through. And she said, no. And I was like, okay, so you're getting written up and sent home because that's how, right. you know, if you don't want to do your job, I'm not going to pay you to do a job. And then the next day I came in and my man, my, the manager of the store was like, no, you can't do that. Like you can't write someone up for saying no to you. And I was like, well, that's direct insubordination. And how are you supposed to run? a restaurant when yeah. no one will listen to you. <laughs> so 
I think that was the biggest thing is just like supportive management has like made such a difference. And Mm -hmm. the fact that as like an 18, 19 year old, I had more issues managing people that were older than me than I did at 16, I think says a lot about the support of the upper management in between the two stores. Mm -hmm. No, that, that makes a lot of sense. Key question. um, Do you still eat McDonald's? Um, no. (laughs) So I will eat McDonald's. Um, their hash browns are good. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't really eat the French fries even because I know they're good, but you have to get them like directly out of the fryer with salt on them. You can't ask for no salt because then you can't put salt on afterwards because it doesn't work the same as the moment it hits the pan. And like I, after eating McDonald's for staff meal for six years, I've Mm -hmm. had everything on the menu. And I think about every way you could possibly have it, including ways that aren't on the regular McDonald's menu. Oh, is there a secret way that you would recommend? Um, you can't order any of this anyway that we would do it. Our biggest thing is we would do a lot of like quesadillas when the McGraps came out. Mm. Um, when you're in the kitchen, they won't let you do this now. They used to let you do it a little bit more and it depends on the, it depends on the store too. Um, but yeah, it's, it was like, we'd sit in the back and like, we had to make an implementation that like you had to stop because it got out of control at our restaurant a little bit. We were making like Buffalo chicken wraps, like, Mm -hmm control do that i have similar experimentation so my first job was working at a ben and jerry's for two summers in the garden city uh shopping center in cranston rhode island um so like suburban shopping center um mm-hmm. at the time i started i didn't think i could work past eight o'clock at night because i was was i not 16 Same. yet whatever the so i was in the day shift yeah. mostly at the ice cream place um, and we would make our own like choco tacos that were really good you got one small ice cream every time you were on the shift. Um, mm. I did not get sick of ice cream. I still enjoy it a lot. <laughs> I think the thing that was really nice was the employee discount too, because I think you got like percent off. So like two for the price of one Ben and Jerry's pints was great. So I wouldn't eat a ton of ice cream there, but I would take like five pints home with me. That makes sense. Yeah. My sisters really enjoyed that a lot too. So I think that was the, the gift I kept on giving uh, during <laughs> that time. But I'm really a strong proponent proponent of someone as a teenager working because I think that type of skill and working with other people and people that are a little bit out of your normal bubble, I think you learn so much by having those. Oh, um, yeah. I remember once there, I wouldn't even, I didn't even think I could sign for a package. Like when I was, when I was early on, mm-hmm. I think that, that learning curve was very steep. And I think ultimately something that was really good seeing different management styles. Um, speaking of processes, I remember we had to test scoop. So we had to make sure that our smalls, our mediums, our larges all weighed the same mm-hmm. of what they were supposed to be every time. I still, to this day, tip very well when I get ice cream, because that was the, the job that I used to have. Um, that makes sense. And I remember, I think, realizing the customer service and I think part of jobs in general um, is just dealing with people older than you, because I think that gets very important as you move mm-hmm. on especially into the workforce. I remember one time that there were these um, uh, a group of women who came in and they asked us if we had any sugar-free ice cream. Um, in hindsight, I think it was probably for diabetic reasons or something like that. Um, we did not. I said, no, but we have fat-free ice cream. And they got very offended because mm. I kind of conflated the two. Um, so <laughs> it was a very good learning experience of what to say and not to say when you're dealing with people. So I think hospitality jobs in general, food service jobs in general 
are, are really good at teaching those types of things. Um, I yeah. had another high school job. It was after my junior year, after my senior year, where it was um, with the highway department, the public works department in my town. So it was the people that plow the roads in the winter, fill in potholes in the summer, take care of kind of the general like roads and grounds and stuff like that throughout the town that I grew up in. Mm-hmm. And that was a very good learning experience for me. I think in hindsight, um, my parents really pushed me to do it to keep me out of trouble because the hours were 6 a.m. to 2 p.m. Uh, yeah. 30 p.m. because you got a half hour lunch break. So it really limited what you could do outside of that. And like, it <laughs> mostly worked. It mostly worked. And I think, oh, what was the pay? Like $10 an hour. And at the time, it felt great. It was more than a lot of what oh, my yes. other friends who were like working at a movie theater or something like that were making. And I think that was a good learning experience in its own way because you were working, I was working with a lot of older people and kind of union jobs. I think it, mm-hmm. it treated like, you know, on a 90 degree summer day, we were shoveling asphalt and like fixing the road and we had to light the asphalt machine on fire to get it warmed up to work. Yeah. Like, you're yeah. doing that on a 90 degree day. So definitely uh, someone about to go to college, it definitely was a perspective that I think was really helpful. It gave you a lot of value for that work and, and talking to people and dealing with people and working with people who are older than you and kind of that level of respect for anyone that I think is really important to carry forward into other jobs. Mm-hmm. So that's something that, um, you know, as my, I hopefully get to the point where I have children of that age. Um, that's something I think I'm always going to be a proponent of, of having those types of jobs and those interactions. And I think, and some of the other ones, it's also nice to meet people that are just different and out of your, oh, you know, yeah. areas. it was great because there weren't too many boys who worked there and everyone didn't go to my school district. So it was a nice <laughs> way, of, you know, just like connecting with people outside of the normal, um, bubble that you were in the normal bubble yeah I mean it's definitely it was honestly one of the best things because I interacted although everyone I grew up in a very small town so everyone I worked with also went to high school with me or had recently graduated from the high school that we all went to or they were homeschooled in the area those were the options Mm -hmm. um but it was so nice to just kind of like I met people from different grade levels or people I never would have interacted with because they weren't on the same sports team as me or Mm -hmm you know, I would know their name. I'd be like, oh yeah, that's Trevor. He, you know, is the grade level above me, but I'd be like, I never interact with you. I just know you because you're on the basketball team sort of thing. Yeah. It's definitely Um, nice to have those types of um, relationships in a way that they wouldn't normally, because you're just, you know, stuck in the same place working for an eight hour shift. Yeah. You're, you're just like, okay, do we like each other? I guess. Yeah. I guess we have to talk to each other. I guess we have to talk to each other. Come with your office friends. So yes. Uh, and I think it seemed like in the past few years, a lot of the kind of teen summer jobs have been slowly going away. So, you know, mm-hmm. while I, I do think it's great that some of those are kind of coming back and giving people more of those opportunities um, to work and kind of get that experience, because I think it is it is super valuable. So it's a trend that I'm, I'm happy about. I think everyone has really good uh, first job stories. Hopefully you all will will message us with yours. Um, so we can kind of keep the conversation mm-hmm. going, uh, cause the more, the better. I know my mom, her first job was at a button factory. Um, Ooh. and she had to basically get a tray and put a hundred buttons on the tray to like go down the assembly line. And she would like the first time kind of do it all one way in a row, the next time do the other way, then go diagonal. And then she was like, is this day over yet? And it was like 10 AM. 
Yeah. I mean, there was definitely some things like that. I can say for sure. Like yeah. food service can be very repetitive yeah. as well. I think one of the, the summers I worked there, it was um, the Jimmy E world song. It takes some time. Mm, yes. 12 times a day. So it is just stuck in my brain. Anyone who's worked retail or fast food or any of those places that have like a recorded soundtrack, it's the absolute worst. Like my least favorite job. I worked retail for one holiday season. Mm -hmm. It was the worst job I have ever had in my life. I worked at a banana Republic Mm -hmm. and their Christmas album was the same 12 songs on a CD that played for eight hours a day or however many hours they were open, but I was there for eight hours and it was, it was a physical CD. And I can tell you that every single one of us thought about going over there and just snapping that CD in half every day. Yeah. So yeah, there's only so much like off-brand Christmas music one person can handle before they go slightly insane. Well, lessons learned (laughs) from summer and holiday employment. I uh, would love, love to hear more stories of folks in the industry of what, what happened, um, what your first jobs were, were like, um, you know, any ideas for future summer series podcasts. We, we welcome it. Thanks for listening and talk to you all next week.